Have you seen the crazy images and videos from Portland? They're disturbing, but last night and early this morning, I spoke to people on the ground in Portland. And there's one very important thing I need to share with you about what is not only going on in Portland, but what might be going on soon in cities all over the country. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. In just a moment, I want to talk to you about what is going on in Portland right now. It's, it's deeply disturbing, but there's, there's a piece missing to the way the story is being covered by the mainstream media, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, I wanted to take some time to honor the life and legacy of a young journalist named Michael Brooks, who was one of the favorite commentators and thinkers and even comedians on the progressive left. Um, We often don't feel like anybody uh, on the mainstream news, be it MSNBC or NBC or CNN, it's hard to find people that actually represent us on those channels, on those platforms. And so many of us, myself included, have created alternative outlets for us to speak the truth as we know it, to cover the issues that we care about, because we often feel like we don't have a voice in mainstream corporate media in great part because we are critiquing those corporations and those outlets and those commentators and and calling them out and calling the the corporations and funding behind them out. But Michael Brooks was one of the most beloved, trusted um, thinkers, thought leaders, uh, commentators on progressive politics, on democratic socialism, um, on presidential politics. And he was somebody that I listened to and enjoyed a great deal. He passed away last night and shocked the entire country because um, not only was he a young man, but he had literally just um, recorded an episode of his show, had had just weighed in re- very recently on social media, and uh, his family is going to be weighing in on the medical condition that uh, it appeared caused his very sudden death. But I want to send love to all of you who are listening to me who may have also been big fans of Michael, several of my good friends in the the leftist media space were very, very close with Michael and uh, much closer than I was. And I am just, um, just mindful of how fragile life is, how tomorrow is never promised. You know, I've talked about it a little bit here, and even we even aired one of the eulogies that I've given over the past few months. But as this pandemic has swept the country, and I don't think that Michael's death, I don't know that Michael's death had anything to do with the pandemic, but as the pandemic has swept the country, it has reminded me over and over again as I've worked with families who lost their loved ones, their mothers, their fathers, their sons, their daughters, sisters, brothers, spouses um, suddenly 
uh, it has just reminded me of how fragile life truly is. And um, so many, you know, the, the pain of losing someone suddenly is that you don't get to say goodbye. And I saw so many people. Uh, I was up very early this morning uh, thinking about Michael and his life and his his legacy of good work, uh, his character, his integrity. And um, all of that will stand on its own. It was, it was a life well lived. It was, um, his was a voice that um, always also spoke toward humanity and decency and trying to find ways to, to speak for the common good of how we could care better for each other in society. And those voices, of course, are, are rare, particularly authentic voices. And life is fragile. Um, you know, one of the most painful things is <clears throat> when someone dies suddenly, you don't get to say goodbye. But, you know, having lost a loved one myself over the, my, my dear brother Jason who passed away, his loss was relatively sudden. He was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and within just two months, he passed away. But many of us had a moment to say goodbye, but it was also incredibly, brutally painful. and rocked me to my core to this day. It hurts to even think about it, to see him suffer so much. And uh, with, with Michael's sudden death, um while no one got to say goodbye the way they wanted and, and the way they would have loved, while no one was able to, to thank him the way they wanted to uh, for, for his kindness and his voice, um, at least nobody had to witness him suffer in any kind of way. And uh, I don't know if that's any, any, uh, any comfort to you, but uh, just sending you all love I have a quick word from one of our sponsors, and I have something I think is super important to not only share about Portland, but share about what's about to happen and how the mainstream media is really getting it wrong. I'll be right back. Now, I actually love to cook, but I only have two or three recipes that I know how to make really well every time. And I think my family is getting really tired of those two to three recipes. And it can be hard for me to break out of what I know and try cooking something new. That's why HelloFresh is so great. Because HelloFresh delivers perfect pre-measured ingredients with wonderful recipes that are really dummy-proof right to your door. It's almost impossible to mess these things up. They take the stress out of cooking they have a ton of flexible options for all sorts of diets, and they sustainably source all of their ingredients, which is a big deal for my family. Now, my family loves receiving HelloFresh boxes, and we love cooking the meals together. And for our listeners right now, if you go to HelloFresh.com Breakdown80 and use Breakdown80 to get a total of $80 off, they will also throw in free shipping on your first box. Again, that's HelloFresh.com backslash Breakdown80 and use the code Breakdown80 at checkout and let me know what you think.
What's going on in Portland right now is terrible, and I don't want to say anything to minimize what's going on, but I have to give it some perspective. Uh, as many of you have probably seen, there are heavily armed, masked federal agents literally roaming the streets of Portland, arresting, uh, harming, uh, sometimes snatching up from the streets uh, peaceful protesters, putting them in unmarked vehicles. I've talked to people in Portland who say that they are being tracked by vehicles all over the city. And it's it's crazy to have federal armed federal agents basically taking over blocks and blocks of a major American city just to basically squash protest against racial injustice and police brutality. So I want to start there. What's happening is terrible, and Donald Trump is saying that he is now days away from sending similar squads of federal goons to other cities all over the country. And I'm alarmed by that. However, I need us to understand, and I say this having talked to people on the ground in Portland who are frontline demonstrators, protesters, city leaders, what federal agents are doing in Portland is now being called out roundly, universally, by the Democratic Party. And I understand they should call it out. But what federal agents are doing in Portland right now is almost identical to what police in Portland were just doing last week. And in fact, police in Portland are frequently, I mean, as as late as last night, basically just partnering up with the federal agents. They're not rejecting the help. They are left hand, right hand or fingers, fingers on the same hand. And Portland has a Democratic mayor, a man that I've met and and know. And almost every major American city in America has had horrible, horrible incidents of police brutality. This weekend, you may have seen nearly a 1,000 Chicago police officers swarmed the statue of Christopher Columbus, beating and mauling everyone in their way to protect the statue, literally knocking out a young woman's teeth. You may have seen the image of her. Thankfully, uh, funds have been raised to support her and her medical support and dental support but they were literally bashing people in the face to protect the Christopher Columbus statue. And what we're seeing is that type of behavior all over the country. I've had dear friends of mine mauled and beaten and brutalized and arrested by the LAPD this month. And we're seeing this type of behavior from police from coast to coast. So yeah, it's, it's horrible that Trump may send federal goons to Chicago. But right now we have local goons all over Chicago brutalizing protesters and demonstrators. And it's, it's oddly inconvenient for me to, or let me say it a different way, it's strangely convenient for Democrats to be outraged by Trump's police 
and not so outraged by local police overseen by Democratic mayors. And we're not buying it. It's it's basically, and I need you'll see this now that I unpack what I'm about to say. We now have this weird habit of Democratic politicians who are loudly calling out the the injustice that is normally far away from them geographically, miles, distance, or or oversight. So they'll call out the the police violence and the the fascism that's not in their city, not in their county, not overseen by their allies, not in their district. They'll over, they'll call that injustice out you know with with eloquence, with passion, with with diligence. But when it's literally by their ally overseen by a local mayor that they endorsed and campaigned for, uh, that they continue to cheer on and retweet. When it's overseen by their ally, they're, they're quiet. They say nothing. It's a selective outrage that's not rooted in principle. It's not rooted in an outrage over police brutality, but in, in, in political points. So either you have a problem with the way police all over this country are treating protesters, or you don't, because if you have a problem with it, you have a problem with it when they're local police that are mauling and arresting and maiming and brutalizing protesters all over New York City. The New York Times shared almost 70 different videos of police officers just over this past month illegally brutalizing people, criminally assaulting them. That department is overseen by a Democratic mayor in a city with a Democratic city council, in a state with a Democratic legislature and a Democratic governor. And if you're not as outraged by that police brutality as you now suddenly are by the federal police brutality happening in Portland, then you don't really care. Bottom line, be consistent. That's all I'm saying. And what we are witnessing over and over, and my friends and I are on a internal uh, group chat about this, we keep seeing Democrats and even every, every blue moon or Republican call out an injustice that they can't do anything about and get dead silent on the injustice that's right under their nose. I've got to run. We have a busy, almost crazy day, a lot of work to do, good work, good trouble, as John Lewis would say, but Love and appreciate each of you. Thank you so much for your support. Let's keep on pushing for good. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break the break.